Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading Matthew 5, verse 33 through 37. Again, you have heard it said to the people long ago, do not break your oath. Fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not make an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And don't even swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Stanley Hauerwas notes, that we take oaths at all is a sign we live in a world of lies. <laughs> Babe, I swear to you, I say that, and it demonstrates that somewhere along the way, either I or someone else lied to Anna and caused her to distrust what people had to say. You have heard it said to those of ancient times, says Jesus, you shall not swear falsely but carry out the vows you made to the Lord. They received that teaching because the prophets and the teachers were were helping Israel to live amongst a world that lies. We live in a world that lies. But you, said Israel, you carry out your vows. Jesus says though, all right, that's good, but I'm gonna one-up you as he's been doing this whole time in the Sermon on the Mount. I'm not talking about how you get by in a world of lies, I'm talking about how you live as part of the new kingdom. How the new world manifests itself among you. And here, in the new world, in the new family, there's no need for oaths. You don't need to swear by anything. For in the kingdom, truth himself is here. And there's no room for dishonesty. And then Jesus lists the things that we normally swear by. Heaven, he goes, you can't swear by that. That's God's home. Earth, can't swear by that either. That's God's footstool. Jerusalem, that's God's city, the city of the king. My city, actually. And you can't even swear by yourself because God made you. You don't even possess yourself. See, Jesus is almost systematically cutting off the sources of power that we guarantee an oath by. I swear to you on my own life, I say, I'll pay you back. But you don't own your life. You can't guarantee that oath. We, we swear by heaven. We swear by earth. We swear by Jerusalem. Because those are places where things are guaranteed, where things are sure and certain. So because we know we're uncertain, and we live in a world drenched in uncertainty, we call upon the certain places to confirm certainty in our world of lies. In a sense, what Jesus is doing is forcing his listeners and forcing us to be what he knows we already are, but what we attempt to deny every day of our life. Humans. Humans that have questions. Humans that have doubts. That don't know most of, if not all, of what's going on in the world. He's forcing us to stop deceiving ourselves 
by pretending we know more than we do. And simply let your human yes be a human yes. And let your human no be a human no. I read one time that doubts are the messengers of the living one to rouse the honest. Doubt must precede every deeper assurance, for uncertainties are what we first see when we look into a region hitherto unknown, unexplored, or unannexed. In our oaths, it's, a, it's almost as if Jesus is saying, in our oaths, we cut ourselves off from, the, from true faith. Because if we are being truthful about the world, we will say, I don't know, far, far more than we say, I know. We'll say, I can't do this, or we'll say, I'm scared, far more often than we say, I can do this, or I'm brave. So in fact, the line, I don't know, might be a deeper statement of faith, because it's more truthful to the matter of being a human, than the Christian cliches that we reach for to ward off feelings of doubt. It's more faithful to say, I don't know, and I'm scared, than to try to convince yourself or convince others that you do and you're not. A truthful community is terrifying, says Jesus, because there's no pretense of power here. There's nothing that the evil one can use against us. I remember I was taking a walk one time, and I was walking past these two kids, and they were kind of wrestling uh, on the street, and the moms were we were talking, and then and as I was getting closer, they sort of like pulled the kids apart because it was time to go. And one of the kid, um, the kids were sort of playfully like reaching out toward each other to continue wrestling, and the moms were kind of holding them back. It was really cute. And one of the kids goes, um, uh, I'm going to get you. And the other kid is reaching back. And instead of saying, no, I'm going to get you, he goes, I like you. <laughs> and as I walked past, like that just penetrated me. This one kid goes, I'm going to get you. And the other one goes, I like you. Because we don't hear truth like that. That's why we have a show called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Because kids are unaffected by power plays and by pretense, which is really what our oaths are all about. We, As we grow older, we attempt to convince ourselves we know more than we do or we attempt to convince ourselves we're in more control of things than we are. But kids don't do that. Kids just speak very honestly about what they know and they accept things that are given. And they say things like, I like you, out loud, with no blushing, no sense of shame. And we adults are disarmed because there was a time when we were that honest as well. Anything more than truth, no matter how scary the truth may be, no matter how uncertain it may seem, anything more than that, says Jesus, comes from the evil one. To venture an answer when you don't know is from the evil one. Whew. Say that again. To venture an answer and pretend like it's the truth when you really don't know is from the evil one. It is more like God to say, I don't know, than to pretend you do. And it is also truthful to say, I don't know, but I'm stepping out in faith because I read this in God's story. That's just as truthful and that's just as honest. But to pretend you do know when you don't is from the evil one. Be truthful, 
Say what you're feeling. Acknowledge them as feelings, not facts. Say what you're afraid of. Be gracious, allowing yourself and others the position of a real human being. Small, finite, scared, insecure. Tell people you like them. Be careful where you say it because not everyone is living in the kingdom, you know? So just don't get yourself fired. But I guarantee you, if you start speaking truthfully about yourself, about your world, about Jesus, it will be deeply compelling to the world because the world exists and lies and we all know it. Speak truthfully about faith. That's the most faithful thing you can do. Lord, our prayer is simple. Make us truthful people. Make us people who do not deceive ourselves by pretending that we know more or we understand more than we do about you, about the world, about ourselves. Give us courage to be truthful. No matter how painful or how scary it sounds being spoken out loud. Let us be finite, dependent, small creatures, trusting a very big, and as you say, as you promise, a very trustworthy Father. It's in your name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.